I would like to put three disclaimers on right now as I'm doing this podcast. Um, number one is I'm not a medical doctor. I'm just your normal Joe blog sharing my loved experiences with Asperger's syndrome or Asperger's in short. There's some things I may share, how I cope on the daily may or may not work for you and what may or may not work for you will not work for me or vice versa. What works for me will work for you. Hearsay and in saying this that if there's any signs and symptoms that presents to the cases of what I share of these everyday topics of mental health and autism do seek professional advice and second opinion as well as also just in saying that that I don't wish to see any harm in the making. The second part of the disclaimer here I would like to discuss is as I go along sharing you with the podcast of the topics the terms I'll be using like speeches and autism will likely to interchange a bit throughout the series and I don't want to offend anyone this will go for the terminologies of people with autism person with autism this again will depend on the person who has autism of the actual how they want to be addressed as an autistic or a person with autism so be respectable when you do meet an autistic hearsay because obviously at the end of the day we don't want to like I said offend anyone and and saying this that of this offense we should be able to just remove our mentality and just be respectable of others opinions beliefs and what have you because at the end of the day everyone's different ask an autistic first before maybe addressing them as an autistic person or what have you just get to know them as a person as a whole behind the autism as well as removing that kind of wishful thinking that everyone is the same or what have you but more of that of the case how to address the autistic community and the executive functioning labels or what have you that I will be presenting in one of the series over since I'm an autistic don't forever assume that you know as you're getting to know me as a person behind the voice or behind the actual camera that every autistic is the same every autistic will be different because obviously autism is a wide spectrum of different kind of conditions that branches out but I'll be sharing more about autism what it's like later on and one of my podcasting pieces. The topics that are being shared right now as I'm sharing with you all today will obviously be based on an American, UK or Aussie website or any other websites as I do my research because as I said before that many of these research findings that I'm doing right now will be based on this areas because New Zealand has unlimited resources and references to what I'm sharing with you all on the everyday topics that you may be questioning on and want to learn from me based on also my lived experiences as well and in saying this while I give you some tips and advice along the way please be considerate inside the actual advice part of it is this is just strictly based on my lived experiences as I said some of this may work for you versus vice versa may not work for you as well so let's just be respectable of each other's differences of opinions here YouTube is to my channel of an everyday life of an SV. If you're new to my channel, I like you on SV. I'm all about creating mental health and awareness and sharing my life stories, decisions and syndrome and the like, along with tips and advice along the way, be it your mental health versus your general health in general. I'm hoping to be your girl, to be your support person, advocate, mentor, what have you in this journey that we're journeying together regardless of the key differences between us and hopefully I'm saying this while you're journeying with me that you get to know me more as a whole than just this label of Asperger's syndrome but smash the like you're liking some of the videos that I've been sharing out with you all as well as maybe commenting below what you would like to see hopefully 
in the near future or maybe to 2018 because together hopefully I can do this as well with the mix and match of just communication between you and myself. So as I said before this mice, so this one's the second part of the autistic diagnosis. This time in fact is in the adults. As we know as I said as a disclaimer I'm no medical doctor I'm just your normal Joe blog so if you see any warning signs and symptoms in the past and present videos please seek professional help for yourself or your loved one or seek seek an opinion for yourself or your loved one because I don't forever condone self-harm. As a heads up also just to bear in mind some of the stuff that I might be sharing may not be limited in New Zealand of some of the information that I might present to you guys which I will apologize in advance but bear in mind that I'm hoping to link in the description below of some of the you know resources that I may have used or some of the services or what have you especially in this case what I'm sharing with you all today hopefully so that you can be on the lookout for yourselves of what it is that you need to know. As we know basically when it comes down to it when after finding out about the you know struggles that we come to terms of our diagnosis be it autism spectrum disorder or the like it can be very difficult for us to know what to do after these diagnoses or how to get this autism diagnosis sorted out through this medical team so that's why i'm here today hopefully to just ease your burden stress and worries as well so the question you might be asking while well, you're trying to get an autistic diagnostic as an adult am i autistic Yes, you may be wondering if you're autistic. Perhaps you have been reading somewhere or something about autism or seen a program on TV and think that it describes some of your own experiences or some of the characteristic traits that you may be, you know, shining out, regardless of all. But bear in mind though, in self-diagnosing or shall we say, watching some of these TV shows that are now clearly showing more and more every day about people on the spectrum of autism that sometimes they do self-exaggerate and just don't forever believe all those traits basically because there are some other online resources tools out there that could help you to diagnose yourself properly before you you know seek the right information versus you know seek right treatment for yourself if it does it is quite common however for people to have gone through life without an autism diagnosis feeling that somehow they don't quite fit in or they feel different or whatever other next feelings that they may have felt you know when they're trying to blend in and whatever else it may be many people learn to help to cope with their life in their own ways although this can be really hard work for some of us they might be married or living with a partner have families or sisters or carriers. Others may be more isolated, alone, and find things much more of an everyday struggle. It's up to you whether you decide to second diagnosis, and some people are happy to remain self-diagnosed. The only way to know for sure whether you are autistic or not is to get a formal diagnosis. So the benefits of the diagnosis, if you were to get one, is some people see a formal diagnosis as an unhelpful label but for many of us getting a timely and thorough assessment and diagnosis may be helpful because one it may help you and your family partner employer colleagues family so on and so forth to understand why you may be experiencing certain difficulties and what you can do about them two it may correct a previous misdiagnosis such as schizophrenia or the like and means that any mental health problems can be better addressed and actually you know informs for us because as i said before many of these 
mental health disorders or other diagnoses do interact with each other so it's best to know the differences about this. However, it can be difficult to make a diagnosis of autism where there are several mental issues or where someone is receiving some form of treatment. It may help you to get access to appropriate services and benefits. Your employer will be then required to make any unnecessary or necessary reasonable adjustments to your needs and accommodation. It may help some women and those with a demand of avoidant profile who may not have before have been recognised as an autistic by others. You can join the autism community groups that are out there in your local community or even online but on forums or Facebook groups that I'm in. You don't need to be diagnosed to join some of the online communities or subscribe to their Asperger United magazine, but you might need a diagnosis to join some of the social groups, so just be in mind of that. Getting a diagnosis, the process, I'm going to break it down to you right now. Autism, including Asperger's syndrome, will vary widely from person to person. As I said, we're not all fitted in the same box or criteria for this, however. So making a diagnosis can be therefore difficult. A diagnosis of the formal identification of autism is therefore best made by a multidisciplinary diagnostic team, as I shared earlier in the piece for teams as well. Some diagnostic teams may accept some self-referrals, but in most areas, you will need a referral from your GP. If you're seeing a different health professional for other reasons, a classic example, a psychologist, if you have depression, you could ask them for a referral instead. So, and the steps into the making of it is number one, speak to your GP. Book an appointment with your GP to discuss with them about basically the signs and symptoms you may be having or what have you. Make sure that the diagnosis that you're having is the only thing that you're seeing your GP about. If you try to mention it during the consultation about another subject, however, your GP may not be able to address it fully. Step number two, present your case. Your GP needs a reason to refer you for this diagnosis of autism or what have you, so you will have to explain why you think you could be autistic and how a diagnosis would benefit you. If you think you might want help with this, ask someone you know to come with. Step number in explaining your situation for the presenting your case, you could say that you've been reading about autism, you've been what, what not, or that you've been in touch with the National <coughs> Autistic Society, or even just done your own research, and you wanted to see if you can do some online testing with them or some other thorough test that is to be dealt with. You could say that you think that you may have experienced some of the difficulties people in this autism spectrum has faced and you would like to seek a formal diagnosis just to be sure and better safe than sorry as they say. Try to give your GP some examples of difficulties that you may have had in adulthood and childhood such as you know with your communication processes, social interaction, sensory difficulties, friendships or employment and the need for routine and how much you think these may affect the different areas of your life regardless of what it may be. The GP's responsibilities are, not all GPs will have an in-depth knowledge of autism, however, bear in mind, it's still on the new side of things. So it's important to explain the things as clearly as you can. You could take along a copy of your guidance for GP and tell your GP about the relevant guidelines on autism recognition and referral that should guide you through their decision to make that referral. In England, your GP should follow the NICE guideline 
or NICE guideline 142 and be aware of the statutory guidance requiring a clear diagnosis pathway for adults. In Northern Ireland, your GP should be following the NIC guideline 142 and be aware of the Northern Ireland Autism Strategy and Action Plan. In Wales, your GP should be following the NICE guideline 142 and be aware of the Autism Spectrum Disorder Strategic Action Plan. In Scotland, your GP should be following SIGN guideline 145 and be aware of the Scottish Strategy for Autism. So therefore, again, as I said, that this is just different diagnostic criteria at all in different other parts of the world, especially in the UK. There are some other places around that I'm hoping to gather for you guys, basically, in the description below, if need be. Step number three, getting the referral. If your GP agrees to refer you, we recommend that, I recommend that you should tell them about the local services which have experience of the multidisciplinary diagnosis of autism in adults. Print out as many of the details of the diagnosis services in your area and take them with you, however. If it isn't possible to refer you to this multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary team, you could be referred to an individual professional, such as a psychiatrist or clinical pathologist. This professional should be experienced in diagnosing autism, as this will, mean, will well mean you are more likely to be accurately assessed and will avoid having to be going back to your GP for another second referral and then wasting your money. Be aware that it can sometimes be hard to find a service or professional with the experience of diagnosing autism in adults. Once you have been referred, there is no more involvement from your GP, it will be with your team of specialists. Where will I be referred to? Again, you are most likely to be referred to a diagnosis service such as a clinic or assessment centre in your local clinical commissioning group area if you are in England, your health board area if you are in Scotland, your local health board area in Wales or your health and social care trust area in Northern Ireland. You can be then referred to a service outside your area however, but as this will cost you more, your local NHS commissioning body might question why you need to go there or whether you really need this diagnosis. Private diagnosis is also always an option if you can pay for one. But you may occasionally find that local service providers, for example, social services won't forever accept the private diagnosis and will insist upon having your NH diagnosis too. What if my GP doesn't refer me? That is a good question. If your GP doesn't decide to refer you on for a diagnosis, ask for the reasons why, because you are entitled to know, because it's all about you. If you don't feel comfortable discussing the decision then and there, you can ask for a second appointment to talk it through, or even having your support person to go through it all, and hopefully they can discuss it to you, to the reasons why. You could ask to see another GP at your surgery or clinic, However, if you want to complain about the referral or the diagnostic service you have received, you are entitled to make an official complaint. Step four, the diagnostic assessment. Most adults may see a psychiatrist, clinical psychologist, or multidisciplinary team for their diagnosis. Waiting times will eventually vary. You can take someone with you again for this when you go for a diagnosis if you like. Choice is yours. The team or professional might ask you to bring an informant with you, someone you, who knew you as a child, such as one of your parents or an older sibling. This is because they may be able to give informant information about your life as a child. A diagnosis isn't a medical examination to BMI. 
You don't need an exam to be examined physically and you shouldn't be asked for any samples such as blood, urine, etc, etc. How will they determine that you are autistic? The characteristics of autism, again, as I can't stress it enough, will vary from person to person. But in order for a diagnosis to be made, a person will usually be assessed as having had persistent difficulties with social communication and social interaction with their peers. And also restricted and repetitive patterns of behaviours, activities or interests of some kind. This will include the sensory behaviours as well as those obsessive behaviours that I clearly mentioned in one of my pieces of the video which I'll link up to this. Since early childhood to the extent that these limit and impair everyday functioning. There are several diagnosis tools available and diagnosticians aren't obliged to use that specific tool. The tool is likely to involve a series of questions about your developmental history from when you were a young child, for example, about your language, play and cognition. When will they tell you the results? The diagnostician will tell you whether or not they think you are autistic. They might do this on the day of the assessment that you went in to see them or by phone or at a later date in a written or in a written report that they send to you by post. The choice is yours how you want you know them to actually let you know about your diagnostics or the results of your diagnostics if you are autistic or not and this can come for any other things. The report may say that you present a particular autism profile such as an asperger's syndrome or demand avoidant profile. Diagnostic reports can be difficult to read and understand in some places. You can call the diagnostician to talk through any parts of the report that you did find unclear or hard to understand. Find out more about autism profiles and diagnostic tools and manuals through certain websites that will give you this. Step 5. Coming to terms with the results that you've got given. If you were told you are not autistic, sometimes people aren't are told that they're not autistic and sometimes they may be given a diagnosis that they don't agree with, so however you are entitled for another opinion on this. You can, as I said, which means you have to go back to your GP to explain that you aren't happy with the diagnosis and ask them to refer you elsewhere or talking to someone else or even paying for a private assessment. If you go for a second assessment, just be remind you that it may reach to that same conclusion of the very first appointment as you know diagnosis if you do get an autism diagnostics you know you may have a lot of questions to ask and a lot of you know unanswered questions to fill in the void you might be wondering how you can find out more about your condition so therefore you might meet some other autistic people or access some services and support from wherever you are around the world. Post-diagnostic support is important. Some diagnostic terms and professionals, I mean teams and professionals, offer follow-up services after the diagnosis and might be able to answer your questions and point you towards the right direction for the support services in your area. However, not all will do this. Support doesn't obviously automatically follow the diagnosis, but having a formal diagnosis doesn't mean that you are likely to be able to access the services and claim any benefits that you are entitled to. Not everyone feels that they need further support. For some people, simply getting a diagnosis seems to be more than enough than just getting the everyday diagnosis. So this quickly ends basically 
autistic, diagnostics, and adults, smash the like button, comment below. Feel free to share your experiences with us, how you came about finding out about your diagnosis and whatnot. Feel free to share these videos around to family and friends. Feel free to follow me on my social media sites. SB answers. Also, where to find me? This again will be listed in the socials, but just to tell you right now, is Facebook is my SB.answers, my Twitter again will be SB Answers, which are both capital A. Spotify obviously is SB Answers, which is capital A, capital A. YouTube is SB Answers, again capital A. Patreon is my crowdfunding page right now. You can find me on patreon.com, SB Answers basically. And for those of you who don't know what Patreon is, today for those who are listening that are new, I have this set up for funding for future projects like this one of my podcast versus my merch that I've been designing, which I'll share more briefly soon about my merch update or even in this podcast right now as I'm addressing this to you guys is that it's like a crowdfunding page or funding page for creators like me or content creators, music creators, whoever it may be that's seeking out funding to support themselves in a way of maybe say they need extra equipment for their cameras versus maybe their radio equipment if they were doing something similar like I am doing today or covering their rent, travel costs, what have you. And I'm saying this also basically for the merch, you'll see me basically maybe wearing it once in a while on my YouTube channel, as well as maybe, you know, out and about in public. And so in saying this, my merch site is spreadshirt.com, life hyphen of hyphen and hyphen SB. And another one you can find me on my social is, is for those who haven't and I like to read instead of watching or what have you as an alternative for you guys is lifeofanspweb.wordpress.com. So this wraps up everything. I want to thank you all for listening right now. Follow me on the socials that were listed below. Subscribe, share this podcast to friends and family. You know, if you want to feel free to become a patron patreon to support this youtube project as well as many others that are in the works as of this time feel free to you know donate big or small with me and this journey of it and also my merch obviously will cover the cost for this as well so i'll catch you all again on the other side sb signing out for now and bye